0: Welcome to Random Rambling and Rhetoric with T.J. Mercer. That's my T.T. And it's all powered by the Samsung Notes. Now, here's my T.T. I just loves me some porta-potties, said no one ever. I don't know about you, but the ickiest thing on the planet is when I am forced to use a porta potty. I try to hold my bladder until the last possible minute. And what about nasty public restrooms? Ew, public restrooms plus kids. Parents, what do you do as soon as you take them to a public bathroom? You make them hold up their hands and forbid them to touch anything. Then you get in the stall. There's no toilet paper or seat cover. You handle your business, come out, and then there's no soap or paper towels. Lord, how must Jesus is just not a good situation all around. Fortunately, though, fortunately, there's the restroom kit. A full bathroom solution the size of a lightweight deck of cards. A deck of cards, y'all. I keep one in my purse all the time just because it's complete with a full patented oversized toilet seat cover, enough toilet paper to cover the essentials, plus wet wipes for your tushy and your hands. The restroom kit is a don't leave home without a necessity for your road trips, you going camping, the beach, festivals, basically any restroom that ain't yours. Even that friend of yours who's cleaning is not their strong suit. You know what I mean? So, pop on over and visit the restroomkit.com. That's the restroom kit. Com. And when you use the code Ramblings, R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-S, you will get 15% off your purchase. So stop going to the bathroom without the full protection you need. Go get the restroom kit at therestroomkit.com. I am TJ Mercer. I'm known as the walking exclamation point. I'm known as Wanda Jean's favorite daughter. And uh, I am known as the chief noisemaker of Media Mavericks Academy, which means I teach authors, experts, coaches, and entrepreneurs, if that's you, how to book themselves in the media without a publicist and without being a celebrity. But in this season, okay, uh, I should be straight. In this season, I just feel like that's such a delay. In this season, I have been called to essentially pull you out of Egypt. God sent me to be Moses. It's crazy and uh, illogical as a declaration that is, that's my job during this season because he's having me go live every single day to teach from his word. And our anchor scripture is Exodus 19, verse three, then Moses went up to God and the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, this is what you are to say to the descendants of Jacob and what you are to tell the people of Israel. Only thing we're paying attention to are seven words. Well, that just seems dismissive of scripture and that's not what I'm trying to do. But where we're locking in, how about I say that? Where we're locking in on is this is what you are to say. God, specifically in this season, has given me, (laughs) Yvette, there you go, Yvette, Yvette Light and Love. You saw my post on Yvette, uh, my post on Facebook, where I shared a screenshot of someone slid into my inbox and called me Light and Love. Um, I forgot what I was saying. But basically, the point is, he's sending me because he loves you. And this is a season where he's raising up. Hey, my this is a season where he's raising up Peter's. And so this whole month of August up to date, day 12, we've essentially only dealt with the story of Peter and how it, he applies and how, what are we learning from Peter's journey of walking with Jesus? And so Uh, As I've said on several days before, and thank you for everybody who's hitting that share button. I never want to forget to acknowledge you, you hosting watch parties, that's crazy to me, but I'm grateful. Uh, Oh, that's what's going on. I'm like, why is it still there? Um, I'm looking at my, my other device to make sure I keep up with what's happening on Facebook, but it's not cooperating, so hold on. Let me pull it from another device. I'm just device crazy over here, to be honest with you. Uh... Okay. So I think I got it. Hey, mom. Good to see you, mom. So today has been an interesting day and... You know, let me just say a quick prayer. Uh, Lord God, I have no idea what I'm doing right now. Uh, I think I you gave me something. I don't know. Just work it out. So find the lesson in me not knowing what I'm doing today. You know, usually I come, I just pray at the end, but Lord, I just feel like I need prayer right now to deliver to your people because our, uh the way, yo, this is, has been one heck of a day. So I'm grateful. Amen. Show me the way. So um i have not been able to get it together today for a variety of reasons and and i kept wondering you know um, there's certain things that are happening god is stretching me and building me and, and and reshaping me pruning and 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 all kinds of things so there's things happening that i'm like yo god uh don't be laughing at how i pray god knows his kid You're stretching, you're stretching, you're stretching, and you're making things happen. And I'm beginning to see things manifest, and I'm grateful. So I was in my head about that, and I couldn't focus on the lesson. And then uh, uh, I had to deal with some, some, some friendship stuff and then some family stuff. And so I have not been able to lock in today. And I'm wondering, my commitment was to show up and just speak and let me still deliver in whatever shape I'm in and stay committed to the commitment of what God has given me to do. And on one hand, I was thinking that we were going, remember we left off last night with what's the point? And we went back to the water walkers I'm um, We went back to the water walkers and he then showed us the point was when he take, took us over to Romans 5 verses 3 through 5, where it talks about your sufferings produce per- perseverance, perseverance produces character and character produces hope. So I really thought that's what he had. That's that's what he had stopped us and specifically told me stop here. And I, the last thing I said to y'all last night, well, I think he's going to, you know, let me go dive into this today. Hey, Cheryl, let me go dive in this today. And I started it, but it just wasn't coming together. Sometimes things just don't come together and you have to have walked with God long enough to not let that stress you. That you know that you're on assignment specifically for what he's called you to do. And if he gave you the assignment, that means he's going to have to give you the provision to complete the assignment. So as I'm struggling with this and I'm like, it's just not coming together. God, I don't see it. Every other day has been, you know, not easy, but it's like I see it. I see it. I see it. But today, God, I ain't seeing it. It's still, it's not clicking. I'm, I'm looking in the dictionary of what suffering means. I'm looking in perseverance and I got the stories that were lit, but it's not connecting. And then I get a phone call from Reneka, and Reneka is the y'all Y'all heard me talk about her. She's the yin to my yang. She's the left brain to my right brain. She's assigned to me. She has to take care of me even when she gets mad at me. She still has to cover me. And so Reneka calls and I know how our schedules are. And so I answer the phone because she's calling with a, a purpose of me having to actually bring her up to speed on some things that she's covering me on. So I stopped and like, I know this is a phone call. I need to take. Two hours later, I still don't know what we are talking about tonight. And at first my mind, I kept hearing, um, uh, who you serving? Or you got served. That's what it was. I kept hearing you got served. And so that took me back to. Uh, and so I'm, I'm giving you all these details so you you can see for yourself. I'm, my whole point of this is modeling what your next journey is going to be like, because I don't want you to start second guessing yourself. I don't want you actually trying to stay in the boat when God is trying to get you out the boat. I want you to see what this looks like in real time. There's a reason why God is having me walk this out before you. With leaning on him day to day, so this is the first day we run upon where I'm out of sorts. Hey, my tish. every other day I come with a plan. I know I got halfway of a plan that we're gonna get to, but it's still something in my spirit that's not sitting right for me to get there yet. So then I'm just trying to talk you through it so that you can actually see what this looks like. This is all, it's not a cakewalk. And what happened is I'm thinking you got served, you got served. So I'm thinking about yesterday when we were, we talked about the fact that um, the disciples, God told, Jesus told them to feed the people, feed the 5,000. And God told them, you know, they were like, all we got is five, five loaves of bread and two little fishes, God. God was like, you feed them. But he took what what they brought him. He took what they had. He took what they had in their hand. And when he blessed it, it multiplied. But it required their participation. So what God is requiring of you is going to require you to use what's in your hand. Let him bless it. Use what is in your hand and let him multiply it. And then watch that thing grow, just blow up. And then you take that and you serve the people. I told you the story about when I don't want to go live, I'll get a nudge from Reneka and she'll call me. Oh, so you are just not going to serve your people? Is that what's going to you You just not going to be there for your people. You just not going to show up for your people. And that's how she sounds. You just not going to be there for your people. So they had to serve the people from a capacity of what they thought was lack oh come on god okay i knew you were gonna show up in a minute they had to serve from where they thought they were lacking and then they had to trust god to bless the lacking for him to multiply it and serve the people with what was in their hand that in their hand they just saw it as lacking. It's not enough. And God was like, watch me. Watch me. It is enough. Will you let me in your boat? And ultimately, he gave them the strategy of how to group the people to manage what they had to serve the people with. And then on after that, They walked away having been served themselves. I hope this is landing for somebody because I was struggling to get to here. Woo! I hope this is landing. I hope this is what you need out of me tonight. Today was the day I didn't take basically no notes in my study time. Nothing was coming. But I had to keep trusting God. Mm, Okay, you're going to show up at some point for me so I can show up for the people. And so that reminded me, and when I was thinking that train of thought, that reminded me that last night after we wrapped our broadcast, I was asked, it started with somebody just telling me what they wanted for me to go live and open my Samsung gifts that I bought for myself. Now. I already told y'all i don't really watch facebook lives that's why i struggle with doing them because i'm thinking i don't really want to watch nobody live so i would expect them to to want to watch it and so that was a struggle and then the fact that i am not gonna sit there and watch somebody unbox something that they unbox themselves it's not even a surprise it ain't about you boo you had i have four people to say to me, yes, we wanna see it. So I went live for those four people. And at one point, I think we had like 25, 30 people and I stayed on for 45 minutes, basically entertaining them. And it always, and it's important to surround yourself with people who see what you're good at because Andrea, Naka, Tish, Patrice, Constantly are having to tell me the impact of just me being me has on people. We didn't do nothing special, right? For those of you who tuned in, we didn't do nothing special. Y'all sat there and clowned me while I opened my gifts that I bought for myself, not from anybody else. I knew what I was opening. It wasn't going to be a surprise to me. Like, I got this new tablet. Yes, that's what I bought. It's pink. You maybe can't tell, but it's pink. Um, because y'all know I'm crazy about Mr. Samsung. And when we rap, re- I was I, and I kept laughing all the way through, and I kept I kept telling them I feel silly, but it in my mind it doesn't matter. Because if you're enjoying it and if you're getting what you need out of me, then that's all that matters. Because when I rapped, mm. When I rapped and got inbox messages of how people needed that, it didn't matter that it wasn't a big deal to me. It didn't matter that I thought I I felt silly about it. All that mattered is I served those people. And in turn, I went to bed with the biggest smile on my face. Because I served. And in return, I got served back because I told y'all, Patrice is like afraid about you with that knife. See? (laughs) Yes. I mean, The Apple Trolls came out for days. We laughed so hard. Lashenda says, I knew God was going to use that some kind of way. I had no idea that I needed that. I needed that. I needed that to feel useful in a funny way. Because one thing that I know that God created me is to love on his kids. And so it matters to me of how people experience me. So if in that moment I was able to bring joy, it didn't matter how silly I felt. I don't even know why it makes me so darn emotional. What is in your hand that you have to use to serve people in their season of lack? I'm not an amazing singer most days, except when I'm in the shower I'm not a strategist. I'm not a chemist who can come up with a cure for cancer. I'm not even a logistics person. I'm not the logistics person who would have figured out the strategy of how to feed those 5,000. But I am that girl who would have gone around handing out them fish with a big hug and a smile. And for that moment, those people would have felt seen. That's how I serve. Shut up, Nega. Nega's like, no, no, you're right, you're singing me. Shut up, Like, <laughs> Why are you here? Don't you have something else to do? And so what is that for each of you? That something is simple, I thought I was going to be on 10, 15 minutes. And be done. Forty-five minutes later, we have been laughing and clowning. What is that for you? Camille says, "Yes, Van. <laughs> what is that for you? What's in your wheelhouse that God wants to use in this season? And it may not be to the 20 people like I had last night. I was, I I thought it was going to be five. But what is it to the people around you who you, who experience you every day? That you need to serve them. <laughs> Nick said, I show up for you tonight, so I'm here just keeping my word. Just shade, Lord, just shade. So, with that said, talking to Reneka. One of the last things she said as we, we, when she called me, I told her I was struggling, and that by the time she called me, I have. But by that time, I normally would know what the message is, and I'd be on the right track. But by the time she called me, I still had no clue. And she goes, "Well, maybe it's going to come to you during the course of this conversation." So we had talked, you know, about what we needed to talk about about hour and a half, two hours, and. Towards the end, I, you know, and I'm still, I'm I'm listening to her. I'm in tune with her and I'm still going, God, you still, it's 4.30. You ain't told me nothing. And so I don't even know, Nega, I don't even know what we were talking about or if it's something we can say what we're talking about. But Nega goes, sometimes it's a matter of who you waiting with. And when she said that, I didn't hear nothing else after she said it, because it struck a chord in my spirit. Because we talked about, remember we talked about the other day, uh, I don't know what day it was, who you running with? And we talked about how I broke down the elements of seeing the friendship between Peter and John, our peanut butter and jelly. And we talked about how I found it curious and shifting and looking at it from a different perspective, how Peter and John both took out running to the tomb after G after Mary came and told him Jesus was alive. Peter jumped up, took off running. John left him. John left him. And Beat him to the tomb. When he beat him to the tomb, he still stopped and let Peter go in. And we talked about how that's a friend. There's something, you know, we've given all kind of different examples. And if this is your first day, of course, Audrey, you would know. Audrey says it was day six. If, if this is your first day listening, I encourage you to go because we have dissected these things on levels that have blown all of our minds. And so we were looking, we, I had given specific examples where we're seeing the friendship and the relationship of how John would look out for Peter. And so this was just another example of watching John know that Peter, for whatever reason, needed to be the first to go in and have that moment. Oh, okay. Yeah, Neka said it was uh, it was about friendship. Yeah, we were talking about friendships and when you're in the thick of it, having the right friends to hold space with you. Yes, that was it. Of how she said it, and I told her, Neka, I gotta sit with that. I gotta go, and that's what how we ended the conversation. I gotta go because I need to just sit with this. And so, that was who you running with, but who you waiting with? like nika says it's about you can't wait with everybody you can't wait what was it yesterday shoot oh i'm on the wrong phone crap i want to hold on let me find it for you uh uh, let me see let me see let me see because i I, remember yesterday we started with the prophecy that i started reading um I got going here. We started reading, but I didn't read the whole thing. And so I wanted to go back because it's all it's connecting in my head. I hope I can just communicate it. Let me find it. Let me find it because I I, I need y'all to get this. So I read the beginning, you know, of the prophecy of ended up how we got to. Where is it? Of how we even there we go, how we got to our lesson yesterday. But I want to pick up because some of you are in a waiting season. You're waiting for the promises of God that some of you have even forgotten about. But you're in this waiting season And it's crucial of who you have around you while you wait. And so she says, you you have to go listen to tomorrow. I'm just going to pick up the part where um, it it flowed for me. Uh, She said, I heard the Lord say, D- disappointment will not mark the land. The Lord showed me that many have been living in cycles of such disappointment. Many have had disappointment so deep that they cannot even put into words the depth of pain associated with this level of disappointment. Ah, but God's promises will not be in vain. Hope does not disappoint. The Lord showed me that this seeming lifestyle of cycle after cycle of disappointment will not mark this land. There will not be a cycle after cycle of disappointment in this new land. He is bringing such deep healing and recalibration to the heart and deliverance to God's people because disappointment is hindering so many of God's people right now. He is going to supernaturally heal God's people of disappointment in many ways. But one of the ways these heavy bags of disappointments will break will be in the place of encountering Jesus in the boat and his glorious love and kindness, but also in the receiving of desires that he put in your hearts fulfilled. And remember yesterday we read much of what you are experiencing is pressure before the promise because the manifestation of the promise is imminent. So you're, you, you, you are waiting for a promise. You're waiting for a promise. you got to be mindful who's there waiting with you. Because everybody can't wait with you well. Because it's not just about waiting. And what I've had to learn, especially in this season of God pruning and stretching and taking me through spiritual warfare, you have to wait well you got to be willing to wait when you don't know the outcome. You have to be willing to wait well when you have no clue when God is going to deliver it. You have to wait well when you don't even sometimes know if you heard God correctly. Hello, 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 hello. That in your waiting, some stuff is happening that you can't even figure out, and you begin to second guess everything you thought you knew with such assurance. what assurance did I make up a word with such assurance on day on Monday, and by Thursday, all hell and broke loose, and you have forgotten. Ah, but if you are surrounded with people that. God and you have chosen wisely. They're going to bring you back to your waiting well point. And the key is not to get so far from the promise of your in your thinking that you forget how to wait. Well, that is a tough lesson to not just wait. And wait with, God, when you going to do it? When you going to do it? Maybe I'm the only one. I'm going to just talk to me tonight. Maybe this was just for me. When you going to do it? To God, what am I supposed to be learning? How, how am I supposed to be preparing for the promise to be delivered? What is it that you want me to do in this season of me waiting? You can't be waiting well with other anxious people around you. You actually can't be waiting well with people around you that don't even been able to see the capacity of who you are and what the promise is. You can't be waiting well without making sure the people around you know God. The vet says, how did you move back to Cali and in my house without me knowing? I'm sneaky like that. So the key is wait well. It's easy to wait well when you know when the outcome is what the outcome is. It's easy to wait. Well, when you know, it's like, you know, God, I just got you. I just know I got to hang on for three years. But what about if you don't know if it's going to be three years, three months, or five years, 10 years? The people around you, I'm hemmed in right now in this season. And I know, hmm, I know I'm blessed. I don't take any of them for granted. Actually, y'all better pray for them because I'm a hard pill to handle. But the people around me are so solid in their own walk with God that the days that I'm anxious, the days that I'm stepping out of my weight wellness, that they are there right there. Uh, Auntie, come back. No, 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 no. Come back. And they start pouring into me as Reneka did today. Come back. Lashinda says, be patient, not a patient. And the time, the time is going to move anyway. Looking back, how do you really want to look back at that time as being unproductive, unproductively anxious? Do you really want to flash back and go through, if it ends up being 20 years, as I saw, who was that? Tisha said, if, if it ends up being 20 years, do you want 20 years to pass by? And there's no productivity. There's no advancement. There's no growth on your part spiritually. Why are you waiting? Naka says, I mean, at some point we all have to wait on something, so we might as well make God proud with how we wait. You ain't said nothing but a word because you know my motto let's go make God proud. So let's go, let's go where, let's go to the scripture. We only got one scripture tonight. Let's go to the scripture where when she said it, it triggered me going back to what is Peter's example of waiting well. Or what what is what is the, the the Peter example we will use for waiting well? What 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 lessons will we pull out of Peter for waiting well? And, it, 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 and it's going to be a contradiction, but just stay with me. So we're going to where I said we're going Matthew 26, 36. six thirty six. I'm on my new tablet. I'm on with my with my with my new pen. Don't hate. Don't hate. Don't hate, don't hate. Matthew 26, 36 through 46. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place. Okay, so there's our clue. Then we need to be context of what has just happened. So let's let's scroll up. We're gonna scroll up. We're gonna see what has happened. Okay, so we know there was a plot against Jesus he was anointed at bethany judas agrees to betray him and then we know that uh the last supper happened and at the last supper is when he told who's going to betray him and then we we learned uh that peter was going to deny him then they they ate real good they drank some wine and then um um uh, uh they go out they sing a hymn and then they go for a walk to the mount of olives so th- that's where we that's what we, that's what we are. And then, you know, Peter denied he going to do it. And, and and then what had happened was uh, uh, he would never, he, uh, Jesus says that all the disciples at some point were going to disown him. Like that was a lot that Jesus dropped on them by the time they get to Gethsemane. Now, frame this in your mind. Like let, let, let's try our best to put ourselves in, their situations and and specifically Peter. Jesus has dropped all of this on you. And then this is Jesus's last night on earth. He knows it. They don't. I believe they're in denial because who wants to believe that they friend about to die? Like they're trying to process and wrap their brains over around all of this. So. I lost my place, my tablet. I'm on my tablet. that I tell you I'm on my tablet? So picking up at 36, Jesus went, to, went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. Jesus knows he's getting ready to die. This is how he's spending. He, he's spending his last night and we covered it. He's spending his last night with the people he wanted to be with, his boys. This is how he chose to spend his last night. So that should tell you how close they are. That's who Jesus has been running with. This is how he chose to spend his last night. Not with his mama. Sit here while I go there and pray. Okay, first thing, I noticed today after going back and looking, he told him to sit. Now, come on, Jesus, you just let's put look, we got to go back Let, look, because I got I got to paint the picture so y'all can get this. So. Remember, we know. That Peter and John were the ones that Jesus sent to prepare the room for the Passover. Y'all remember that? We talked about that. That I forget who it was, but only one uh, gospel is the one that, not, that told, it was Peter and John that Jesus sent to prepare the Passover, okay? So they have put in some work. They prepared the Passover. So th- that's the first thing. They have put in some work. Second thing is they eaten. Okay, we know what happened when we eat. Third thing is, Jesus in the middle of the meal is going to drop on them. One of y'all going to betray me. He going to drop this the meal they thinking they hanging out this day boy they having a good old time for passover and jesus is gonna disrupt the whole plan and come through and say you know what <laughs> um while y'all feeding yourselves just just know let me just drop this on you lean in a little bit let me let me just drop this on you one of y'all gonna betray me what in the, jesus what in the world and here's the other thing that i i saw jesus and his disciples got invited to a wedding it didn't say they dropped by a wedding and they it, it, the scripture didn't say that i went back and look they got invited you don't want to invite people that you uh don't like and ain't fun to be around at your wedding so we know when the disciples and jesus showed up to the party that's when the party started and this is before hip the turning the water into wine was his first miracle. So he did no miracles. They were like, I want Jesus at my party because he's going to turn. I ain't got to go have no whole budget on the wine because Jesus is going to show up. So let me invite him so he can just turn. We can just buy bottles of water. I'm going to buy all Arrowhead and I'm just going to buy jugs and jugs of Arrowhead and let Jesus come through and boom, it's going to be wine. But he hadn't done it yet. He was at the wedding because He got invited. So this crew must have been mad cool together. It's like almost when you go to a a, a HBCU party, the cues are going to step and turn the party out. That's a given. So I'm imagining that was the atmosphere of the Passover. They hanging out. And all of a sudden Jesus is going to be like, yeah, so why you hee he and ha ha and one of y'all gonna betray me. Just change the whole darn mood. And then he's gonna start talking crazy stuff, like yeah, and I'm I'm about to die. Uh and you know, uh I gotta go and prepare stuff for y'all and then. He going to start doing, he going to start breaking bread and telling me that the bread represents his body. And then he going, he going to mess up my buzz by the next glass of wine he pours me. It's, it's going to represent his blood. What in the entire hell, Jesus, is wrong with you? I'm laying the foundation because I need y'all to know how, how we ended up in the, the garden of Gethsemane. And then they sung a hymn as they walking along. And then let's not forget. And then, and then that's when Peter is hit with, "Uh, well, Peter, you, why you laughing about somebody b- betraying me? You, you gonna deny me three times before the night is over? Why you hee heeing and ha haying? Wait, like, what? So then when I got to. Sit here while I go there and pray. That was the first mistake. Jesus, you told them to sit down. They ate. You dropped some really heavy stuff that they still trying to make sense of. And then you made them walk. Remember, they walk everywhere. They're tired. Them dudes are tired. It was, Jesus, you, it's like my, one of my favorite lines in my movie, in the, in the movie is um, Devil in a Blue Dress. I don't know how, if you saw Devil in a Blue Dress, but uh, Don Cheadle's character is the sidekick to Denzel Washington's character. So Don Cheadle's character is named um, Mouse and uh, Denzel's character is named Easy. And so <laughs> um, Easy is a detective and he's on a case. And so they had kidnapped a witness and was waiting, you know, trying to figure out the case. And while, and they were in a car in the woods or whatever spying on this other house. And so uh, Easy left the witness with Don Cheadle, Mouse. And all of a sudden the next scene is Mouse is sitting there next to Denzel and Denzel, and, and Denzel is like, Mouse, I told you to watch watch over uh, whatever his name is. And the, the Don Cheetah was like, oh, I killed him. You killed him. And he, and, and he was genuinely perplexed. Like, well, if you didn't want him dead, why are you leaving with me? You know how I get down. To me, that's how this plays out. Jesus, you undid all of that. And then you go and tell us sit here. While you go off and we know you, we've been rocking with you. You go off for hours. Of course we don't fall asleep. We fool and we tired. And then you remember Peter and John were the ones that done the work to prepare the meal. Them brothers are tired. So if I look at it from, from from that standpoint, it don't it don't really look like to me that that, that, that they they failed Jesus. They did. I ain't no, I ain't saying they didn't, but I understand. So that was the twelve. He told them to sit there. Then he took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him. That's Peter, James, and John. His trio. Who you running with? Who you waiting with? Jesus had an inner circle. He had his three. And this is the three that got to see all facets of who Jesus was. Stick with me because I know where I'm going. 38. He said to them, this is key. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Uh, I want to see. There was another version that I Liked how Jesus said it. Hold on. I'm gonna find, I gotta find it for you. I, 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 you don't have to go there. I'll read it to you when I find it. Uh, Okay, so it's Mark 14, 33. If you wanna go there, it's fine. Uh, I'm back up to 32. They went to a place called Gethsemane and Jesus said to his disciples, sit here while I pray, 33. He took Peter, James, and John, his three, Along with him, Peter, James, and John were always the three that Jesus chose. He chose when he went in to cure the, I forget, it was the leader's daughter, who I can't remember if she was dying or she, she just needed to be cured. I can't remember. But there was a bevy of activity in the house and scripture says he took Peter, James, and John. He he only took Peter, James, and John with him. on the Mount of Transfiguration where he actually transformed in front of him. It was Peter, James, and John. That's his crew. That's the crew that that, 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 that runs with him and waits with him. He chose his crew carefully. Because the crew that runs with someone like Jesus has to be able to handle all facets of him in his humanity. When you have a call on your life, no matter what you're doing, when you're rising up, your crew that has that kind of access to you, you got to vet them real, real good. And here's why. He took Peter, James, and John along with him, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. 34, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Now, remember, by this point, there's 37 miracles on here. He had done all of this in front of him, front of them. They had watched Jesus calm a storm, not once, but twice. They had watched a woman just get healed by touching the hem of his garment. They had watched Jesus heal lepers. They had watched Jesus send demons into the pigs where the demons had to ask permission on where they would go. They had watched Jesus raise Lazarus from the dead dead dead. He was dead for four whole days. They had watched that. They have watched Jesus in his highest of moments, all 12 of them, but there was only three of them who were capable and had the capacity to wait with him. Those were the people that got to see his human humanity side, where he was hurting. He was struggling with his call. He was struggling with his assignment. That's who his crew was. Everybody don't get access. To watching your loaves, every James, Peter, and John were assigned to Jesus. He handpicked them. I'm I'm willing to bet God even told them because God knows everything. God even told him who his who he could depend on. Or either they just naturally showed up. And remember, the minute, the minute. Jesus met Simon, whose his name was Simon at the time. He looked at him intensely. I believe when you're looking at someone intensely, there's a lot of things going through your mind. And so in my imagination, he's looking at Simon intensely as he's letting God talk to him and say, that's him. That's one of your inner inner circle. That's who you can count on to to wait with you. That's, that's, that's the one who you, you you can let down your Jesusness and let him see all of your dirt. That when the, the road is, is hard and, and the burden is is heavy. This is who you can, these three are who you can count on. He knew going in. That it was crucial for someone to see him at his highest and then still love and respect him at his lowest. That it wouldn't change how they viewed him. It wouldn't change that they knew he was still called to do something great. That's who you have to surround yourself with in the waiting. They won't always get it right. But it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that they weren't assigned to be with you in the waiting. And the fact that Jesus was comfortable enough to let down his guard. And let them see this side of him. That says a lot about their character. Verse 35, going a little further, he fell to the ground and prayed that if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba Father, he, he said, everything, possible is, everything is possible for you. Take this cup for me. Yet, not what I will, but you will. Then he returned to the disciples. So if they're, they're sitting there listening and catching part of it, they're, they're getting to see what it looks like to struggle with your call. That it ain't always, I got this. I'm marching into this with full armor. Roar! I got this. It ain't always that. And remember, even now I've been saying, Jesus was training Peter. So he was training them. Where do you go when you so distressed and so discouraged over what your assignment is and you're scared out of your mind? Where do you go? You go to the father and you tell him and you don't be afraid to tell him you're scared. I don't know at what point they fell asleep, but I'm willing to bet it wasn't as soon as they sat down. They got to see some of this model. Of what it really looks like when the call in your life and the assignment is so huge that it's terrifying. But they got to watch where do you go for your help, for your strength. You run to your father just like Jesus wasn't no punk. And the fact that Jesus ran to his father, where should we go? if Jesus ran straight to his father and laid it all out on the table. I ain't digging this, God. Figure out another way if you could. But then at the same time of being so surrendered to your call that it doesn't matter that you're scared and you still say, but not my will, God, but yours. I'm still gonna do it despite I'm terrified. 37. Then I returned, then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. And remember, we pointed out I dissected this how we know the, the crucial role that Peter plays because all three of them were sleeping, but P- Peter was the only one that Jesus called out. Simon, he said to Peter, are you asleep? Couldn't you keep watch for one hour? And I talked about the fact that knowing me, this just just me. I'd have been like, yo, dude, um, you don't see James and John here sleeping? Why you got to call me out? And dude, do you know all I've done today? And do you know all the emotional ish you just laid on me? I need to tap out and, and try, try to get my mind right. And trying to process this. So I just rested my eyes. And you just happened to catch me when I kind of got into, you know, really, you know, seeing what the inside of my eyelids really, really looked like. But I had just closed my eyes. That would have been me. Like, you ain't going to just sit here and fuss at me when James and John, James sit here laying right on my lap. Slob on, look, look at my robe, just slob everywhere on my robe. Because he ain't just laid out, but you just going to walk over and pick on me? That would have been me. Watch and pray so you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. 39 Once more, he went away and prayed the same thing. When he came back, he again found them sleeping. It was too much for them to process. But it wasn't like Jesus didn't know that. It wasn't like he didn't know that. He still picked those three. To rock with him. For whatever reason. Because I also believe there was a lesson that they needed to learn in this. Because I bet you if given the second opportunity to get it right. They wouldn't. They'd understand what the cost was. Once more, he went away and prayed the same thing. He went back telling God, can you, can you figure out another way? When he came back, he, he found them sleeping again because their eyes were heavy. I would also argue that their hearts were heavy. They were emotionally exhausted. They were wiped out trying to process everything. But I love the fact this key. I want I want to I want you to see that they did not know what to say to him. What we going to say? I let you down. I disappointed you. I didn't get it right. Forty one returning the third time, he said to them, are you still sleeping and resting enough? The hour has come. Look. The son of man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. And when I I finished reading this, I started thinking about the fact that Peter, I mean, Jesus still chose them. Apparently they had some type of character that he chose them. And so, I also started thinking about perhaps the guilt that maybe have taken over after they watched the rest of these events play out from Jesus being arrested, Jesus telling Peter you're gonna deny me three times and then Jesus Peter actually sees Jesus deny him three times. they watch the crucifixion like, what in the world? an emotional basket case they must have been of how they played out. Well, maybe if I hadn't fallen asleep, this wouldn't have happened. Maybe if I I hadn't, hadn't fallen asleep, I could have gotten Jesus out of there and then they wouldn't have found us and I could have had more time with him. But then I also would argue that that's a mistake that none of them ever made again. Because apparently they learned their lesson and 2000 years later, we know about Jesus because of them. That even in the midst of them fail him, They still got some get right. And because of that, we know about Jesus 2,000 years later because of what those three and those nine did that walked intimately with him. So what I, I, would, I would have to believe that at some point they look back and realize this had to happen. And I love the fact that it made it into scripture. That that part of the story didn't get glossed over, that, that nobody made them cut that out of the story. Because then we know that there's forgiveness and there's redemption when we fail. That's good. Naker says not everyone is equipped for the type, that type of assignment, not because they don't have the spiritual desire, but they don't have the spiritual experience. It's like expecting the manicures to be a medical doctor. That's it. And yet Jesus still chose him. Because remember, he came back and he redeemed Peter. He came back and still had time with them. so he didn't he didn't leave them thinking that that they had failed so much that they were dis, disqualified from their call. but because it's in scripture we get to see it. we then two thousand years later get to to know that. I ain't disqualified. Nijas, you're not disqualified. Tish, you're not disqualified. Naka, you're not disqualified. Chantel, you're not disqualified. Bert, you're not disqualified. Lynn, you're not disqualified from your call because you messed up and you fell asleep. Wake up, strap your armor on, and get to work and still do what you're called to do. Yvette, you didn't blow it on such a level that you're disqualified from the job at hand. You're gonna learn from the job. You're gonna gonna learn from the failure of you letting them down. And like any tough lesson, it just takes one. Instagram. You'll find the rest of this on the YouTube. You can pop over YouTube now. I'm live on YouTube too because it's getting ready to disconnect. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, what I walked away with really looking at what was it about Peter that God, that Jesus still said, you are worth me having you wait with me? What was What can we see in Peter's personality, his traits that makes him a good waiter with her? And so there are four questions that God gave me. There's more, there's so much more, but these are the four that he wanted me to highlight. And then there's a bonus one. When you're looking for a waiter, will they walk beside you as a companion behind you as a protector and in front of you as a guide. One of the people assigned to me is Tish. Tish will walk beside me as a companion and we will laugh and hang out. She'll show up here to just walk beside me. But there have been times where Tish has specifically told me I'm coming to LA because I'm to protect you. I'm supposed to cover you in prayer And then there was a season while she was in LA that she had to just be in front of me as my guide because I don't know logistics. So she had to pack up my whole house. So she's someone who at my lowest that I would wait with. A will your waiter allow you to be 100% vulnerable without judgment? There are certain things that only a few people get to see because of what I, I have to do for a living. Reneka is one of those people that she see me at my highest, at my best when I'm on stage, People are loving on me. I'm feeding people. I'm giving them everything I got. And at the same time, she has to carry the brunt of today. Where she got to see me at my lowest, at my worst. There was one day before any of these started, Reneka had to have a tough conversation with me. And we were on the phone for like four hours where she was just, Telling me about my ish. And I was actually out walking in the pouring rain, just bawling. Cause she was pointing out where I had missed the mark, where I'd gone wrong, what I'd gotten wrong. And I could be 100% vulnerable. I didn't have to be the TJ, the chief noisemaker. I could just be TJ, the screw up. But knowing that there was no judgment but there was nothing but love and and, and, and grace and guidance for, to get in the ring with me, get in the boat with me and help me fix what I had broken. That I had not seen that that needed to be dealt with. And I have several people. These are just the people that come in my, to mind right now in this circle but I'm blessed to be surrounded by several of these people that, that get to see my lowest of lows when I'm a balling mess, when I don't feel like I'm good enough, where they have to come convince me that people really do wanna hear what I have to say. Reneka would tell you she is famous for try, having to come convince me that I have still have something of value to contribute. Of when I'm so unsure of what I do that I, I have to hang up after I come off of a live or a Facebook, Reneka, did I serve? Did I do this? She, she has to bear all of that, but still hold me in high regard of when I'm at my highest. And respect the, 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 the call that I'm supposed to do with people, but still help me when I miss the mark. reneca says yeah tell them about the love so they won't beat me up on your behalf yeah yes (laughs) hey lisa yeah she knows that that i got some serious tea lights that don't play when it comes to me so yes it's all for my good she's necessary to carry that when I'm off being the leader of the bingo squad, there has to be someone who's carrying the breakdown I'm having of making sure of of me questioning, am I capable of doing this? I. Will they insist on being who God created them to be? One thing we know about Peter Peter grew, but he didn't change. And what I mean by that is, Peter's had such a childlike love for Jesus. It didn't matter who he was around. And I would venture to say that Peter could cuss like Sam Jackson, cause Peter was a fisherman. He was not educated. He did hard labor as a fisherman If you've ever watched uh, Delia's Catch, a lot of my friends work on Delia's Catch. They're fishermen. They cuss like sailors. So I'm willing to bet Peter could say the MF like, like, yeah. (laughs) You know, and you ain't going to tell me that somebody who's willing to cut off somebody's ear don't have a gift of cussing. And Peter was always who he was. So you love, Jesus loved Peter regardless. This is the same Peter who then had such a love for Jesus that he jumped into the the sea and swam 100 yards because he was excited to see his Jesus. So in all of me, and she's not here, but that's Andrea. She's going to insist she gonna love me across the board. However, all of them love me? Don't get me wrong. <laughs> they just, they gotta put up with me, but they also wouldn't change me. I'm the, I'm the girl that would just make up a song about pancakes to just drive Reneka crazy, and sing it in aha at the top of my lungs because I'm comfortable. And who God created me to be. And I will insist on being that. So if you're going to have me wait with you. Know that this is who you getting. I get a sense of humor in crisis. So if you want that, if you're going through a scary situation. And you don't, you need your mind taken. I'm your girl because I'll find humor in the craziest of things. And I'm gonna insist on doing that because I'm called to bring joy. But I can sit and wait with you. And then finally, the tea, your waiter has to be someone you can trust your legacy with. Remember how we talked about that in a lot of occasions John was the only one one of the gospels that would name who cut off Jesus ear. Everybody else said one of the disciples. He was like, "No, no, no, I'm going to let y'all know how my boy Peter got down." It was Peter that cut off the ear. There's so many there's so many times where John was making sure you knew it was Peter. He was making sure Peter's legacy was intact. And here's what I do know. Whether it's Patrice, my bingo squad, Reneka, Andrea, Atish, my legacy will be protected. Jesus knew regardless if they fell asleep or not. We know about him because he knew he could trust his legacy with them. That's who you're looking for when you want friends to wait, when you need friends to wait with you. That's who you're looking for. They have to be willing to stand up and say, no, 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 no. That ain't how that went down. And you ain't going to do my girl like that. No, you, you're you not going to do knee just like that. Mm-mm. You ain't going to do Bert. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. We're going to tell this story right. Delmar, uh-uh. That ain't how that went down. That ain't how my girl Delmar get down. Nope. Mm-mm. Yvette, uh-uh. Dr. Krishna. Nope. Mm -mm. That's not how that goes down. Here's what I do know my bingo squad will ride with me and make sure they know if I die today and somebody wants to do something about the bingo, they're going to be like, "Mm -mm. you know how she is. TJ ain't gonna like that. That was their running joke. You know how she is. You know how you know how she is. I knew my legacy would be intact. Patrice, says, you got that right. Let me tell you what really happened. Exactly. Oh, I like that, Delmar. The weight factor. I like that. I'm gonna steal that. So that's how you look at the people you choose to wait with. Will they walk beside you as a companion, behind you as a protector and in front of you as a guide? Will they allow you to be 100% vulnerable without judgment Will they insist on being who God created them to be? No matter what, they still gonna be them in all situations. I don't care if you catch them on social media, you catch them out in public, or you catch them um, um, uh, behind closed doors at home with their family or making uh, you watch TV with them and you sit up under them and get on their nerves because you hugging on them. And then can you trust your legacy with them? And then the bonus, oh gosh, what was the bonus? It's disappeared. Oh goodness gracious. Oh, it's at the bottom, sorry. The bonus is your waiter is someone you're still willing to extend grace and look past their fallible human nature. That's what Jesus did. Now I see the typo, don't worry grammar people. You're still willing. Your waiters are the people you're choosing because you know they screw up. And I, my, babe, my my crew knows I screw up a lot. But they're still willing to give me grace and look past just as Jesus did when they fell asleep. They're human. So that's my heart. We made it through it, y'all. We made it through it. Yeah, I had to tell them the story. There's a whole big old couch and yes, I will come sit up under you. My mother has to deal with that. But you ain't the only one, Renee, because my mama, there could be a whole big old couch and I'm going to come sit right up under my mother. She got to deal with it. It's who I am. What's a whole new lesson, Patrice? Tell me, because maybe I need to make sure I dissect it too. So tell me what's the whole new lesson. But that's my heart. So I hope it landed, even though I didn't really have a clue how we were going to get there. I hope it landed. And that you got something out of it. Oh, the bonus is a whole different lesson. Gotcha. 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 Audrey says, my kids too that my, my son is six feet tall. All right. So let's let's um let's pray. Lord God, I thank you. You did what you do. You show up through me. even when I don't have a clue. Lord God, I, I pray that my tea lights take this as the model. That part of it was just showing up and opening my mouth and speaking within full intention that regardless of what I do, I serve. And so I just had to trust you that you would show up in just the nick of time. So I thank you for my tea lights. And my prayer is that they interview rigorously the people who they want to wait with. Especially when they are in a situation where they have to learn to wait well. It's tough Lord God. Having to wait, not knowing when you gonna show up. But knowing that you will show up. And even just today, Lord, that that is a a part of the lesson that I didn't know when you were going to show up with the lesson, but I knew you would. And then I was just honest about where I was. So hopefully that this is a lesson that Will come out of their psyche when they found themselves in this situation and they'll flash back to August 12th of 2020 and remember this night and be able to pull on it and be like, you know what, God, you coming. I know you coming. I just don't know when you're going to ring the doorbell. But I do trust that you are going to ring that doorbell and you will show up for me. So I'm just going to show up and wait for you to show up. I pray, Lord, that anything that's grieving them tonight that they're struggling with and they're stressed out about, that you handle it. It ain't deep, just handle it for them. And I'm asking God that they are changed. And if they haven't gotten there already, Lord, that looking at this list, as Del Mar called the weight factor, that they look at this list and pray on how they become a dang on good waiter so they can be there for their friends. And then it just becomes this cycle of bomb waiters. That form formed this community that no one is left alone and no one feels like they have to walk alone and no one feels so isolated and so disconnected in the darkest of days. Like your son was the night before he was going to die for us. I thank you, Lord, that he was able to handle it. When they failed in the waiting, he still handled it and handled it like a boss and still went to that cross on our behalf and laid his life down on our behalf so that we would have access to you. So I thank you for that, Lord, that he didn't change his mind and say, no, God, I ain't doing this. There has to be a better way. He didn't go in the opposite direction, even though he was lonely. He still showed up and did what you sent him to do. So I thank you for that. I thank you, God, that the record wasn't changed and the story wasn't diluted, that we got to see that regardless of them failing to keep watch. He did not do what he was supposed to do and they did not not do what they were supposed to do, which was to minister to the world and get the word out so that on August 12, 2020, we can still sit here and talk about what our Jesus did for us. And I'm grateful. Cause left up to me, the world will still be lost. I'll be like, no, dude, we got to figure out a better way. I'm just, I'm going to go over here and sit and wait until you come up with a a different solution. Because this ain't the business. I ain't feeling this. These people don't even like me. And you want me to die for them? Nah, nah, bruh. I'll do anything else, but that ain't it, God. Mm -mm." So I'm thanking you that Jesus didn't do that that his royalty and his majesty overrode his humanity. And as a result, through Jesus' through Jesus's blood, you can still look at me as decent and worthy no matter how many times I screw up, no matter how many times we get it wrong. So I thank you. I thank you for being so faithful and loving us when we didn't even realize we needed to be loved. I pray for families that are being ripped apart in this season. Families that are struggling financially. I pray God that you just show up as I know you will. You're watching. So my prayer for all my tea lights, God, is they learn to wait well. And in the waiting well, that their character is developed. And they, in turn, become great waiters. This I pray in your son, Jesus, who did the dang thing. I pray in his name and give him all the glory and honor that he deserves. I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Is there anything I need to know? Erica says he could have called out and all the angels would have come to save him, but he still still completed the mission for us. Naka says your prayers help people who want to learn how to pray. It's just a conversation. It's just a conversation. Yeah, I was like, God, don't leave me hanging out here like this. That's, you told me to show up for the paper. <sighs> All right. I'll count it down. Is there anything else I need to know? In um, 10, 9, I didn't, did I take any swallows of my tea? 8. Seven. Hey, Miss Mary, I love you, Erica. I appreciate you, Audrey. Hi, Shakitla. Hi, my dolly, I didn't see you here, or did I? Seven, where was I? Love you too. Six. Five. Four. No, Lucinda, I'm not doing the tea lights after hours. No <laughs> No, 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 no. um last, you're most welcome, Laz says thank you for tonight's tonight's feast. Yeah it was it was rough getting there. Well our takeoff was rough. like I was wondering. Well, are we ever gonna get in the air Lord? Seven, six, five, I don't know where I am. Five, four. I'll see you tomorrow. I don't know what the heck we're doing tomorrow. I'm hoping my focus is better and we on track, but it's not like we off track because God showed up. Three, Audrey says, I got the itis. <laughs> Two, I love that. The feast was good that you got the itis. One, I love y'all. Thanks for rocking with a sister, and just rolling with me on this and how God is showing up. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. well that's it hopefully you enjoyed what my tt shared with you and like she always says let's go out and make guys smile and don't forget to hug somebody it's t2 mercer signed off now see y'all later